Well, I wish there was more to uh, update the audience with in regards to Dwight Howard and the Golden State Warriors. But look, he's in town. He's working out. Kyle and Mills and I are going to update that and so much more next as Golden State Warriors basketball is just around the corner. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and, and more specifically the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guarantee visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started you can follow kylan mills on all social media platforms her name it's that simple at kylan mills you can follow me cyrus hotz on threads at dog wild kylan great to see you how are you doing and last time we recorded the dwight howard thing was not news yet so even though there's nothing official what's your first reaction to dwight howard possibly coming to the warriors Sai, doing well. I don't know that there's anyone who says guaranteed as, as well as you do. Like, seriously, one of the best. Also, Bruce Morrow just commented, nice shirt. Just want to show off the Warriors basketball oh. tie-dye. Uh, I found this in a TJ Maxx, like on clearance last year. I picked this up for like 15 bucks, and I love it. It's really soft. Anyways, repping the dubs today because I like the idea of Dwight Howard to the Warriors. Um, I actually don't hate it. Veteran presence, add size. Um, I like a lot about his game, and I think it would complement what the Warriors have pretty well. Um, I think the big question mark is just how the more than the workout. By the way, uh, there have been a couple tweets out showing Dwight Howard. I sent you one of them, Cy. Uh, Clutch Points had retweeted it, and I don't remember who the original uh, Twitter poster was, but of Dwight Howard working out, and he looks like he is in great shape, despite the fact that he's 37. Um, at this point, with that 14th roster spot, I've said it to you, I don't think we're going to get some, you know, high level piece. Um, so even despite his age, I think that he still can bring a high level in short spurts. And that's all the Warriors need. Yep. Um, so that's a big reason why I like it. I think he looks like he's in great shape. The big question to me is the culture fit and the mentality piece. Um, I think the meetings are going to be super important between the Warriors and Dwight Howard to see if he's willing to put aside the drama, be a team first guy who's willing to mentor some of the young players in the locker room. This team, after the season we saw in 2022, or, you know, last season, 22-23, um, can't handle any drama. Like, last season was way too much. They do not want to add anyone who is toxic or cancer to the locker room. But I do think at his age, and also the comments he made a year ago. Uh, do you remember what was that show that he was speaking on a year ago, Cyrus? Um, I feel like we talked about it. But he said he said in the past that he thinks he is ready to take on that type of role, a veteran mentor role. It was brought up in, in reference to if he thought he'd be a good fit with the Warriors. And he specifically pointed out that he thought he could help James Wiseman and also compliment Kevon Looney. And he talked about how he wanted to teach Wiseman a lot about defense, shot blocking, those types of things. 
um, and that he thought he'd be a great fit in terms of setting screens and being able to help run the offense and open up Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Also, he said he thought he would be really good in the pick and roll of Draymond Green. Um, and I think he made all valid points. Uh, to me, it's just a question of how would he fit into this locker room? And he even said himself about a month ago, Dwight Howard made comments on another program um, saying that he reasonably would understand why the Warriors wouldn't be interested due to those outside factors. Uh, you know, why would they add me, you know, after some off-court issues and drama that comes with Dwight Howard or the name or anything like that? Um, I could see that they may not want my style of center. That's what he said. On, I'm looking it up right now. An episode of my expert opinion show. That was as recently as August that Dwight Howard made comments very self-aware about the reasons why the Warriors might not want to pick him up. And I think those are all very real and very valid issues in terms of how he would fit in the locker room. But in general, I think the skill set, adding a veteran center, regardless of the age, I think he can still play at a high level in short spurts. And I think for 14th man on the roster, that would be a great pickup. What do you think, Cy? Oh, no, 100%. I, I, to me, if I'll go this far. If, if the Warriors actually add Dwight Howard, and obviously health permits for all of this, but I, I have the same attitude as as when we were talking about JaVale McGee. If the Warriors add him, they're the favorites. I really do. I really believe that is the difference. And I don't know if Steve yeah. Kerr's experience in the Olympics has changed his perspective a little bit because his – or not Olympics, the, the, the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Just because it, I, I hope he learned something from that, which is size does make a difference. In all those games that they lost, they were killed on the boards – uh, they had a smaller team, and, and in the games they won, they typically dominated on the boards. And that correlation does exist for a very clear reason. And, I'm again, we I know I sound like a broken record, but I feel like we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum, that when the Warriors play the Nuggets, when the Warriors play the Lakers, when the Warriors even tackle a team like the Grizzlies, the Clippers, these are all teams that have a lot, and the Kings are super stacked at the center position. When they're playing these bigger teams – they're going to get annihilated on the offensive glass, on the glass overall. And I also don't understand what the philosophy and the plan is for defending the bigs that actually have an offensive game, more specifically, more specifically a Nikola Jokic or an Anthony Davis. And Dwight Howard solves that. I, I mean, it's not like he's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. It's not like he's a magic elixir where he comes in and he's just going to shut him down and be a lockdown, but. He, it, he will make life more difficult. He will help prevent second-chance opportunities for these other teams by preventing offensive rebounds. I love it. I think – and I saw that video you're talking about. Dwight Howard still looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they don't need much from him. So – 100%. So look, yeah, so I, su I support it a 1,000%. I You know, and Bruce Barrow – uh, writing in here that Dwight's got to have that old man like strength. That. Totally, totally agree with you. And Daniel okay. Reed writing that maybe Kirk got that wake up call in FIBA. Yeah, and and I'm wondering if that's what it is. I hope that's what it is because uh, before FIBA, uh, Kerr seemed perfectly content signing six four dudes, and the moment he gets back from FIBA, the Warriors signed Usman Garuba uh, to a two way deal. The guy's six eight. Um, you know they're now contemplating Dwight Howard. Um, I saw reports today, though, that that said that uh, to not look too far, too much into it, that this is a visit similar to what Kent Bazemore has done, um, similar to, uh, you know, a, a myriad of other players of the Warriors have brought in Juan Toscano Anderson. I don't know if you've heard anything differently or if you feel differently, but I certainly hope it's not just a, hey, let's talk and then you're on your way. Like, I hope this is serious. 
Um, I don't know. Like, what, what do you, what do you think the difference is? Like, like, are the like, what difference would a Dwight Howard make to you in terms of like them being contenders? In terms of them, you know, being up there with these elite teams. What are your, what are your thoughts in terms of his impact? I think it's crazy that, uh, you know, the implication even has been made that Dwight Howard's visit is similar to just the players who are being worked out like a Kent Bazemore or a JTA, just because Dwight Howard is in a league of his own with what he's accomplished in his career. Like this is a player who has competed at an extremely high level, a ceiling well beyond any of those individuals that you just mentioned and who have worked out with the Warriors. Uh, I mean, he's an eight-time NBA All-Star. Granted, yes, the last time he was an All-Star was maybe 2014-15. But still, there's a piece of that player still there. Regardless of the fact that he is getting older, maybe he doesn't have quite the same pop, he still is an excellent player defensively. He has athleticism, strength, physicality, and size. Things that the Warriors are lacking, and they don't have depth in their front court. So I just think all around, this should mean more because of the caliber of player that Dwight Howard is, the veteran that he is, the experience that he has, um, you know, and just how high the ceiling is in terms of, you know, just seeing what he can do compared to some of those other names uh, that you just, like I said, I hate to even mention in the same sentence. Yes, Dwight Howard is older, he's 37, but he's if he's in good enough shape to play in the NBA, he would be an asset to this team, even with a smaller role. And I think it makes sense for Dwight Howard where he's at in his career. Now is the time where you do mature, put the drama aside, the questions about leadership, and come in and be a mentor to these young players. Be the leader that you know you can be. And come in and make a difference on a team that actually has a legitimate shot of winning a championship. To me, it makes sense for him personally. It makes sense for the Warriors. I would love to see it happen. I would hope it is a more serious look the organization is taking with Dwight Howard versus a Kent Bazemore or Juan Toscano Anderson for that 14th roster spot. I just think this is a major upgrade. And not just because the size that he brings, but the pedigree that Dwight Howard brings. Absolutely. And and Ernie B. Hernandez writing that uh, Dwight, who played in Taiwan this last year, uh, mm-hmm. played heavy minutes. Look, you can't read too much into the numbers he put up. It's, it is Taiwan. Uh, you know, I, I, you can't compare the competition, but his durability, him staying healthy during all that, I think does uh, ring true in terms of uh, the consideration. Uh, when we come back, though, I want to ask you, Kylan, because this report came out. Um, from one of your colleagues, now that you're working at uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, um, that the Warriors kicked the tires on JaVale McGee. I, I'd never seen any reports indicating that. I wasn't sure if the Warriors were even interested. Um, but it turns out they were. I don't know how far it went. But my question to you, Kylan, is who would you prefer? Like, like is Dwight Howard still sound amazing? Or hearing that, that JaVale McGee was at least a person of interest, does that make you kind of upset that they didn't pursue him instead? Like, who would, who would have been a better option? Um, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on the Warriors' new edition and so much more after we give some love uh, to FanDuel. As we're recording this right now, it's a live show, 7.07 p.m. on a Monday night. We've got some NFL football going on. So sincerely, thank you for watching us while those games are going. I think there's two games going on right now. And Philip FanDuel will, will clearly satisfy, quench your NFL gambling thirst. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. And I stole that from Charles Barkley. I have to repeatedly emphasize that. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. 
There's a wide range of betting options. These include spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For the everydayers, I'm going to get Jackson Gatling on this show soon. He's the host of Locked On Rockets. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm bringing him on is because he knows Usman Garuba. This is the Warriors' near, new two-way player that they signed. The dude is 6'8". The dude has a lot of meat on those bones, so he can certainly battle it out inside. Um, and one of the things that I love most about uh, Garuba is that he has um, discussed his ambitions of learning from Draymond Green and emulating his game after Draymond. That's it. Look, if that's if that's who you're trying to be, I love it. That's a fantastic pickup especially on, on a two-way deal. Um, but we're still finishing up here on Dwight Howard. Kylan Mills is joining me. You can follow her on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Uh, yeah, Dalton Johnson, again, your, your colleague at NBC Sports Bay Area uh, tweeted out, uh, I believe this was today um, or recently, yeah, I think it was today, that the Golden State Warriors did kick the tires um, on the JaVale McGee front. They never made an official offer. Um, but there was interest, and that leads me to wonder what happened, and who would you have preferred? Would you would, would Javale McGee have made you more excited? Does the Dwight Howard news uh, interest you more? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Kyla? It's an interesting debacle because um, Javale McGee and Dwight Howard do have some similarities in terms of being, you know, athletic, shot blocking centers, good defenders. Um, both could improve in terms of their shooting and both are on the older side. Um, so I think there are some similarities you could point out, um, you know, McGee, much more lanky, Dwight Howard, a lot more strength, more power under the rim. Um, so, you know, I don't know that I feel super strongly about one over the other. And it's interesting because McGee also had, has had questions about his maturity and leadership. Um, so I think there are a lot of parallels that you could draw between the two. Um, in terms of making a choice, I think I would say McGee, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think that they are similar in a lot of ways. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I actually think uh, I actually uh, lean slightly towards uh, Dwight just because I feel like okay. like whoever you get with that position, you're you're getting them for two primary reasons. Defense one and more specifically defense on Jokic and A.D., mm -hmm. Uh, and then rebounding too. Whereas JaVale McGee, he knows the system better. You know, maybe he's a better lob threat. But Dwight Howard, I mean, look, if the Warriors sign him and they get the Dwight Howard that helped the Lakers win that uh, bubble championship in 2020, that's all I think the Warriors could ask for. And that's all I want personally. Um, I, I, I'd go with Dwight Howard. I mean, if I, I will say this if the Warriors get Dwight Howard, I do, they are my favorite. The Warriors are my favorite. I will pick them to win the championship. Because that really does seem to me like that's all that's missing is someone yeah. who could lock some heavy minutes in the middle of games. If you're in the postseason, someone who can give you those 10, 15 minutes during a game just to slow down Jokic, just to slow down AD, just to get those easy rebounds. Because one of the things that a small ball lineup does in a negative manner is it gives other teams second chance opportunities by not grabbing rebounds. And even when you're trying to grab rebounds, if you're smaller, it's a lot harder to get that rebound. So you're 
you're working harder, you're expending more energy as a smaller player. Sure. So I'm all about Dwight, and I really do hope uh, that they get him. Um, so the Warriors got did sign Usman Garuba, and again, I want to I'm going to bring Jackson Gatling on this program. I personally look I, to me the fact that the Warriors two way players this year, and at least it's it's this way right now. But their two-way players are Lester Quinones and now Uzban Garuba. Now, look, we learned last year that that could change. Uh, and it could be two completely different players. But if it ends up being those two, what are your thoughts, Kylan, on the on the Warriors' two-way, two two-way players? I don't know if they can get three as of now. I don't know how, how the rule works exactly in terms of when they're implementing that. But right now it's two, and maybe that's what it ends up with. But those are the, the two two-way players. I actually love it. What are your thoughts, Kylan? Yeah, I like it as well. Um, I'm glad that they added a two-way player who has a little bit more size um, and who's not named Anthony Lamb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Usman Garuba, uh, 6'8", good size. Uh, you know, he, from what I've seen, good defender, hustles out there on the floor, definitely needs to work on his offensive game, but still good finisher, good passer, um, should be smart in terms of making rotations, being physical, um, being able to guard out on the perimeter, mentioned, you know, a good defender. So I think it's a good pickup from what I've seen of him. I like his game. He's still very young as well. So still has a lot of opportunity for development. He's what, 21 maybe? You oh, he's know? young. Yeah, yeah. He might be. I don't know his exact age. I'll, I'll look that up right now. But I think he's 21. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the other thing. You know, still plenty of time. Let me look. He is 21, uh, 21, correct. Yeah, so I was going to say, so 21 years old, still plenty of time for him to develop as well. The Warriors have been trying to work on the development of youngsters, which is something we've talked about quite a bit on this program. But here's an opportunity. I think at 6'8", he has the size, has the defensive tools right now, good passing ability, needs to work a little bit on the offensive game. But I like the pickup. I like adding someone with size who's not named Anthony Lamb, and I think it's a good addition. I totally agree. Like Rich Dub, for example, is writing in here. Why another six more eight size. guy? We need what's up? Oh, I just I was saying we need more size. Not I know, if yeah. we sign Dwight Howard. Not if we sign Dwight Howard to the 14th roster spot, then we're good with our two A being six eight. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I wanted to add to that too. Like Rich Dub, six eight is not small. Like, like, like at least for me, that's the Mendoza line for for how you define a big in the mm -hmm. NBA. Like like Bam Adebayo is six nine. I mean, that's only an inch more. You could be six eight and still be a, a solid presence inside. And, and again, he's not skinny. Uh, he's not a player that's afraid to get dirty inside. Like I, I like it. I personally like it. Um, mm -hmm. So sorry, I was getting distracted by the chat here for a second. Uh, like Black Ice, for example, is saying that he's about to be Jamichael Green with no shot. <laughs> I think I think he's more of a, of a more grueling uh, inside player. Plays only twenty one years old. He's got mm -hmm. potential. Um, I don't know. I like it. I personally like have, it. Yeah, he seemed from what I've seen of him, he seems like he still has that fire, something to prove his young player to where he is going to be much more active defensively than a Jamichael Green. There were times, oh, Jamichael Green, um, it pained <laughs> me to watch him defensively a little bit slow. I do think that he has the potential to be better than Jamichael Green defensively. Uh, and we'll see how he does. Uh, but I think that he is definitely – I don't know. I think he's a better defender. I think he already is a better defender. I think he definitely has potential to be a better defender. Yeah, and, and Douglas Mike's totally with you. The 7'3 wingspan is a, a excellent positive. The 230-pound frame, I think it weighs him more than that. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. I personally like it. And, again, we'll get a, a, a detailed description 
of what kind of player uh, Garuba is uh, from Jackson Gadling, who covered him extensively for two years while he was playing for the Rockets. I saw this uh, this clip, Kylan, um, online. I think it was today, and I have no idea who posted it, but it, it was a workout video of Draymond Green and Chris Paul working out together. Uh, they were mostly working on their mid-range jumpers. Um, I loved it. I, you know, like these are two players who are rivals. These are two players who are just had utter animosity for each other. Uh, Draymond Green has come out recently in interviews saying that now he's that, that Chris Paul is his teammate. It's a night and day situation. And he's ecstatic that they're both going to be pursuing a title together. Um, oh, how do you, what are your thoughts? Like, how do you envision those two playing together? Cause because because Draymond obviously is not someone who's looking for the ball offensively, but Chris Paul could set him up for easy layups. Uh, Draymond is a good penetrator. How do you see those two playing together? What are your thoughts there? I'm just laughing because I think either this will work gloriously or it will fail epically and those two are going to bump heads. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think it's going to go one direction or the other. I really do. I'm glad to see them working out together and that apparently they've gotten over some of the animosity from playing against each other in the past. So that's great to see. Yeah. Um, so hopefully and possibly that'll help in terms of the culture and the chemistry fit moving forward. But I think it's going to be one polarizing. I think it's going to go to one end or the other. I think it's going to be polar opposites. Either it really works or it really doesn't. Um, in terms of skill sets, you know, I definitely could see them being able to work together. And it's kind of interesting, um, you know, that CP3 is a low turnover, uh, you know, point guard. He can run the floor, good passer, good vision. Draymond Green also can run the floor from a big, but I could see them working possibly in the pick and roll together. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, I think it could also has the potential to go the other direction. I think that these are two players who have big personalities. They're used to both being locker room leaders, big voices in their respective locker rooms, and they've never been in the same one. So you don't know exactly how that's going to gel and play out, especially when it comes to high intensity situations, situations where you need someone to step up and either get on someone else's butt, maybe, you know, like we've heard Steph Curry even gave some speeches in the, you know, ahead of the postseason and during that playoff push for the Warriors that he was like, listen, if you aren't all in, you got to get out, that type of thing. But there are those moments, contentious moments in a locker room. Who's going to be the bigger voice? Is it going to be Chris Paul or Draymond Green? If they don't agree on something, how is that going to work? Because these are two very opinionated loud voice leaders who are used to having that presence in the locker room. How are they both going to fit into one locker room? That's the big question. Uh, if they bump heads, I think it could be disastrous. I think CP3 could be gone by the trade deadline. If they can both figure it out and make it work, like I said, I think that it could work really well. Wholeheartedly agree with you there. Uh, well, very well said. Um, you know, you're officially with NBC Sports Bay Area right now. I cannot begin to tell you how ecstatic I am. Uh, that you got that gig. Congratulations. Um, I, I'm reading this press release from the Warriors that uh, they're going to have a total of 70 regular season games broadcasted by NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, I, I, what, what I particularly love is the fact that they have 41 nationally televised games. That leads yep. the NBA. So, um, yeah, I just want to give that out, uh, that piece of information out. Well, today was going to be share on that. I have a shot. I have a thought to share on the, the schedule thing. Share, please. Um, so, no surprise to see the Warriors leading the league in nationally televised games because people watch the NBA to watch Steph Curry. Like, he is, as his teammates have described, one of the greatest shows on earth. Um, and I just kind of chuckled to myself because I saw a couple tweets floating around after that was announced where people were saying, yeah, sorry, Kings fans. That series being the most watched, 
Yes, the Kings brought a lot to the table and played great, but don't think for a second if the Kings were playing a different team that their series would have been the most watched, okay? People were here to watch Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, um, <laughs> and I think that is true. Um, the Kings were awesome to watch, one of the most you know prolific offenses, put up the most uh, points offensively in the NBA last season, so don't get me wrong, they were a lot of fun to watch, but like Steph Curry – to me, is the face of the league. I know it's something that's been up for debate, you know, the last couple of years, but I think he's taken over as the face of the league. People watch to watch him. People root for him. He's so hard not to like. And the brand of basketball is fun to watch. Um, so I'm not surprised. People love to love Steph Curry. People love to hate him. Um, and the Warriors in general, not just Steph. Uh, but, you know, I think that the fact they got the most national games speaks for itself. It does. You're absolutely right. And very eloquently put, um so yeah there you go so jackson gadling will join me soon because i would love to get some insights about uzban garuba i'm curious to know what the warriors are getting with him um dwight howard is reportedly with the warriors right now uh he was scheduled to join the team uh for meetings workouts today and tomorrow uh who knows what's going to come of that i personally hope it results in a signing um we'll see absolutely any final thoughts kylan as we wrap up the show no, I'm just, I'm really, really hopeful. I'm trying not to get too excited because I'm on the same page as you, Cyrus. If the Warriors sign Dwight Howard, I think they're contenders. I am yep. very excited to see what happens this season. I mean, you're looking at Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the, the core and the starting five that was already the most effective starting five in the NBA last season. You're adding in a vet like CP3. You're adding in Dwight Howard now to the mix to play a minimal role you mix those guys in with the youngsters the Warriors have. Jonathan Kaminga, I still think, is a high ceiling. Moses Moody proved himself to me in the postseason. You've got Gary Payton the second, great culture fit, one of the best perimeter defenders, I think, in the NBA. I mean, this is going to be really fun to watch. I just think Dwight Howard would be the icing on the cake. I think he would really take the Warriors to the next level if he can stay healthy. Yep. All of this, of course, depends on players and these key players staying healthy. But I'm trying not to get my hopes up because Steve Kerr has, you know, not, you know, he's been averse to bigs. And we talked a lot in this program about him wanting to run the small ball. But to the point that was brought up in the chat, maybe he learned something from the FIBA World Cup. Because yeah. I thought that USA needed to go bigger. I yeah. thought they did. Um, so <laughs> it's no coincidence that the bigger teams crushed them. Like it, there's no coincidence there. There is yeah. a clear correlation and uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm hundred percent with you. Well, we'll, we'll be, we're back at this on a full-time basis. Again, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a, a good breakdown on Usman Garuba with Jackson Gatling. Uh, stay tuned for that. Kylan, you're back on the show later this week. We haven't figured yeah. out when, but we'll figure that out. Um, Thank you. Thank everyone. I guess we're good, right? We're all good. Look at this, look at this yeah. short and sweet show. Making the network bosses happy. Exactly. Woo, woo. 27 <laughs> minutes. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.